Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we're going to be continuing our study through the book of Psalms. I've really just been enjoying this study through the book of Psalms, five chapters a day here. And we are actually, believe it or not, on the other side of the halfway point. We are further than halfway through it. And we come to Psalm 76 through Psalm chapter 80 here today. If you're following the scripture reading, and uh, it, when we look at this idea of going through it five chapters a day, it's it's just kind of amazing that we're already this far into it. If you've been keeping up with it, that means you've read 80 chapters of Scripture. And you've read 80 chapters of Scripture already this month or, or going to today, depending on when you do your reading. Uh, and, you know, you just want to point that out. That's, that's a big accomplishment. You know, sometimes people go and they— um, really don't try to do great things because that they just kind of get discouraged ahead of time and, and things like that. Uh, but if you stop and you really think of that, you know, if, if you are somebody who struggled reading scripture, or maybe your devotions have only been a chapter a day or something like that, um, you've read 80 chapters of scripture this month. If you have stayed with it in um, this, this, this study, and it's probably has only taken you yeah, just an extra... 10 minutes, maybe 15 minutes, you know, not very long. Uh, but today, we do actually come to one of the longer psalms today, and I'm going to be reading that, and that's Psalm chapter 78. And uh, so if it's one of those where you kind of looked ahead and you're getting a little bit discouraged on this, of saying, you know, I've been doing pretty good so far, but man, there is one really long chapter here. Uh, well, we're going to be reading it, so you could count that as reading it with this if you're if you're listening to it. So uh, let's go ahead and let's get into our scripture, though, in Psalm chapter 78, starting in verse 1. And it says this, Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the word of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which have been heard and known. And our fathers have told us, we will not hide them from their children, telling to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. For he has established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, the children who would be born, that they may raise and declare them to their children, that they may set their hope in God and not forget the works of God, but keep his commandments and may not be like their fathers, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that did not set its heart aright and whose spirit was not faithful to God. The children of Ephraim, being armed and carrying bows, turned back in the day of battle. They did not keep their covenant with God, and they refused to walk in his law, and forgot his works and his wonders that he had shown them. Marvelous things he did in, their, in the sight of their fathers, in the land of Egypt, in the field of Zon. He divided the sea and caused them to pass through. He made the waters to stand up like a heap in the daytime. He also led them with a cloud, and all the night with a light of fire. He split rocks in the wilderness and gave them drink in abundance like the depths. He also brought streams out of the rock and caused waters to run down like the rivers. But they sinned even more against him by rebelling against the Most High 
in the wilderness, and they tested God in their heart by asking for the food of their fancies. Yes, they spoke against God, and they said, God, or can God prepare a table in the wilderness? Behold, he struck the rock so the waters gushed out and the streams overflowed. Can he give us bread also? Can he provide meat for his people? Therefore, the Lord heard this and was furious. So fire was kindled against Jacob and anger came up against Israel because they did not believe in God and did not trust in his salvation. Yet he had commanded the clouds above and he opened the doors of heaven had rained down manna on them to eat and given them of the bread of heaven. Men ate angels' food, and he sent them food to the full. And he caused an east wind to blow in the heavens, and by his power he brought in the south wind. He also rained meat on them like dust, feathered fowl like sand of the sea, and he let them fall in the midst of their camps and around their dwellings, so that they ate and were filled. For he gave them their own desires, and they were not deprived of their cravings. But while their food was still in their mouths, the wrath of God came against them and slew the stoutest of them and struck down the choice men of Israel. In spite of this, they still sinned, and they did not believe in his wondrous works. Therefore, their days he consumed in futility, and their years in fear. And when he slew them, then they sought him, and they returned, and they sought earnestly for God. Then they remembered that God was their rock and their most high God, their Redeemer. Nevertheless, they flattered him with their mouth, and they lied to him with their tongue, for their heart was not steadfast with him." nor were they faithful in his covenant. But he, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity, and they did not destroy, and did not destroy them. Yes, many a time he turned his anger away, and he did not stir up his wrath, for he remembered that they were but flesh, a breath that passed away and does not come again. How often they provoked him in the wilderness and grieved him in the desert. Yes, again and again they tempted God, and they tempted the Holy One of Israel, and they did not remember his power. The day when he redeemed them from the enemy, when he worked his signs in Egypt, and his wonders in the field of zone. Turn their rivers into blood, and their streams that they could not drink. He sent swarms of flies among them, which he devoured them, and frogs, which he destroyed them. He also gave of their crops to the, uh, to the caterpillars, and their labor to the locusts. He destroyed the vines with hail, and their sycamore trees with frost. He also gave up their children, or excuse me, their cattle to hail, and their flocks of uh, to fi fiery lightning. He cast on them the fierceness of his anger, wrath, indignation, and trouble by sending angels of destruction among them. He also made a path for his anger. He did not spare their soul from death, but he gave their life over to the plague, and he destroyed all the firstborn of Egypt, the first of their strength of the tents of Ham, but he made his own people go forth like sheep and guided them in the wilderness like a flock. And he had led them on safely so that they did not fear, but the sea overwhelmed their enemies and they brought them uh, to his holy border. This mountain, which 
his hand, his right hand, had acquired. He also drove out the nations before them and allotted them an inheritance by survey. And he made the tribes of Israel to dwell in their tents. Yet they tested and provoked God, Most High God, and they did not keep his testimonies, but they turned back and they acted faithfully like their fathers. They were turned aside like a deceitful bow. For they provoked him to anger with their high places, and they moved him to jealousy with their carved images. When God had heard this, he was furious and, a great, and greatly abhorred Israel, so that he forsook the tabernacle of Shiloh, then the tent that he had placed among them, and delivered his strength into captivity and his glory into the enemy's hand. He also gave his people over to the sword and was furious with the inheritance. The fire consumed their young men and their maidens were not given in marriage. Their priests fell by the sword and their widows made no lamentations. Then the Lord awoke from his sleep like a mighty man who shouts because of wine. And he beat back his enemies. He put them to a perpetual reproach. Moreover, he rejected the tent of Joseph and did not choose the tribe of Ephraim, but he chose the tribe of Judah, Mount Zion, and he loved. And he built a sanctuary like the heights, like the earth, which he had established forever. He also chose David, a servant, and took him from the sheepfolds, from the following of the ewes, had... Uh, that had young, he brought him to shepherd Jacob, his people, and Israel, his inheritance. So he shepherded them according to the integrity of his heart and guided them by the skillfulness of his hands. This passage is a little bit longer, but there's a couple of things that I do want to point out. The first one is this idea, of course, that is really over and over and over throughout all of this chapter, and that is that people are to remember and to pass down what they remember to the next generation. And of course, Israel is the example here that's given. And so many times Israel failed in this regard. They didn't pass down God's law. They didn't go and pass down his testimonies. They didn't share with the next generation what God had done. Instead, their hearts were far from God. They ran after idols and God got furious with them because they did these wrong things. But the main thing that I want to point out about that is this concept that we are called to pass something to the next generation. We are called to pass something to the next generation. And the, uh, there's a few things that I want to point out that we're to pass down to the next generation. And this is something that you need to be thinking about in your life. How are you passing this down to the next generation? The, the first one is, is God's law. God's moral standard. You know, God um, has a, a, a law that states what's right and what's wrong. He goes and he, and he states it. This is what's right and this is what's wrong. And so you need to pass that down to the next generation. You need to pass that down to the next generation. You need to be teaching them, developing their conscience, telling them what is right and what is wrong. And of course, you need to find that in God's word on these subjects. You need to be going and asking when there's moral dilemmas that come up in your life and in your home, you need to be asking the question, what does God say about that? What does God say about that? And then go find the answer. But you need to be teaching your children this. You need to be passing this down to the next generation, right and wrong. God's moral 
law. You also need to be going and passing down the works of God, not just the law of God, although that's vitally important. If you miss out on passing the law of God, the problem is is that people aren't going to rightly fear God because part of the law of God is the judgments of God and the statement of, of what's wrong with what somebody's doing. And so if you miss out on the judgment of God, you're not going to fear God, and then there's not going to be any wisdom. It's, it's going to result in what? More sin. But the other side of it is that you need to pass down this concept and this idea of what God has done. You know, you need to be going and telling parents what God has done in your life, the victories that he has brought you through, the sin that he has helped you to overcome. You need to be going and passing these stories down to the next generation. Tell them to your children. You know, a good place to start is simply your testimony, what God has done for you, how he saved you. You know, have you told your children your testimony yet? Have you told your children your testimony yet? Or maybe it's been a long time since you've done it. You need to go and to constantly remind your children of your testimony, how God saved you. That's so important to go and to look at and to realize and to understand here is that we are to pass something down to the next generation, and the works of God are one of those things, the testimonies of God, what God has done. You know, one of the biggest issues that Israel had was this passing on to the next generation. We know that the first generation that Moses brought out of Egypt, they go and they send 12 spies into Canaan land, and as they're spying out Canaan land, you've got uh, the, out of the 12 spies that, that come back, well, I mean, all the spies came back, but out of the 12 spies that were there, 10 were bad and two were good, and the two that were good were who? It was Joshua and Caleb. And as Joshua and Caleb, of course, they were good. We go and we see this concept that most everybody was bad, and it ended up being so bad that God basically said, look, we're going to let an entire generation die off, and we're going to go with this younger generation, because surely if we do this, they're going to fear me, and they're going to get their hearts right, and of course, there's going to be incredible victory. Well, the problem was, was that even though God was was giving them the the game plan. He was telling them how they could survive this and do well. Well, the issue is is they didn't do well. They didn't do well. You know, and and they didn't pass down to the next generation. You know, God told them to go and to resurrect uh, 12 stones after they they passed over the Jordan to go and resurrect 12 stones uh, as a as a monument so that people might go and look at those 12 stones and say and say what are those 12 stones for and they could go and tell all of what God did in Egypt and the reality of it is is you can clearly see that Israel didn't pass that down they didn't pass that down they didn't tell other people about what God had done and that ended up being a terrible mistake as it kicked off the time of the judges that so many times people did what was right in their own eyes. Well, today I want to beg with you and plead with you that you don't do what's right in your own eyes and that you do pass down what God has given you to pass down. Tell others what God has done in your life. And I just want to challenge you to go and to find somebody who's younger than you and to either tell them your testimony or to tell them what God is doing currently in your life. Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, and 9 as we depart. 
This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you, wherever you go. But even in darkness, we hold to the promise. There's nothing we can't overcome. So that war you've been fighting will end in God's timing. Sing like the battle's been won. Can you feel it? The song that is rising, then you can't help but let it out. If you're trusting in faith, even now. already begun know that God's up to something